With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Pele leaned in and said something to Freddie. Don't let them change you. Keep working on what makes you different and what makes you special. It was great advice, but it caused me some problems. But what could change Freddie do? Soccer is going to explode and it's going to be around this kid. We were the Beatles. Everywhere we went, it was the Freddie show. And with that came the expectation and with that came the pressure. New episodes of American Prodigy drop Tuesdays from Blue Wire Podcasts. They could break here, Chelsea. This could be the moment. Frank Lampard for Chelsea. It's Carvalho to his right. Lampard for the title. Lampard, it's 2-0. It's Chelsea's championship. And 50 years of waiting have come to an end. Lampard comes out to Essien. Oh my goodness. It's a counter-attack. He's going to drop back. Is this another episode of Chesty Hour? Um, it's a mad one because usually I've been happy this season, I've been able to say that that introduction with a smile, but I don't even really want to do this one. But, um, so yeah, welcome to Chesty Hour. Um, let me make a somber mood because it's not a happy one, but I've been joined with some nice, tactical, intelligent, um, panelists today. Um, first, I'm going to introduce Palumi. What's going on, Palumi? Yo, how are you lot doing? Cool. Palumi, you were specifically requested. How does that feel? It, it doesn't feel great because it means I've got a dissector loss. <laughs> cool. They, um, they, wanted to, they wanted you specifically on because they wanted you to talk about the Germans. So hopefully you've got a lot of ammo um, to talk about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm prepared still. Cool. And then we've got Ben and Babs, who I had to drag onto this call because they was arguing about some off-brand shit about, <laughs> about, about who has the better attack out of Chelsea versus United. Who's more the more creative attack, if I'm right, Ben? Yeah. Like, 
like automated, like tactically yeah. creative. Yes. That makes sense. Listen, it's not just not give it away. I've recorded yeah. a little bit of it. It'll be on the Patreon for those um because we need we need Patreon content. So cool. That's Ben. Ben or Luke? Which one? Because I'm so confused, Ben. I mean, me, yeah. Like, like oh. they say about James Milner, I'm versatile in it. So it just depends oh. on the mood. All right, all right, we'll call you Milner for today. Babs, what are you saying, bro? Yo. You ready? I'm re- I'm re- let's let's get right into. I'm ready yeah, to get, get right into it. You got, you got agendas locked and loaded, yeah. Wait, we'll have to wait and see. Boy, okay, cool. So Chelsea, Chelsea didn't just lose one game. I even forgot. Back to back defeats. Back to back. It was all good like a week ago. Okay, but let's let's get into it. Um, so I'm gonna ask a question. Um, I've got four answers. I've got my own pre-prepared answers, and you guys can pick from it. So. Um, Okay, so the question is, what do you think has gone wrong in the last two games? And then the four answers can either be attack, midfield, defence, or the manager. I'm going to go around, and whatever is the majority, that's what we're going to attack first. So um, we'll start with you, Ben. What would you say? Attack, midfield, defence, or manager? Uh, A mix of a manager and attack. Bro, okay, cool. Okay, manager attack. So you said manager first, so we'll take manager from you. Babs, <laughs> Babs what would you say? Attack, midfield, defence or manager? All of the above. Simple <laughs> manager Man- But if anything, I- I'm going to have to go down the manager because everything okay. comes back to answer them at the end of the day. Okay, Palumi, what are you saying? Attack, midfield, defence, manager? Attack. Attack. Okay, so we've got two managers and then we've got I'll say attack too, um, and so let's start at attack because I'm 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 the I'm the one in charge here. So cool, all right. So attack, Palumi. Since you said attack, um, what is wrong with our attack? Would you say, and why is it the biggest problem? Yeah, I I think the issue with the attack at present is that they're not really well gelled. Mm-hmm. I think they have kind of contrasting traits and and traits that don't really. Um, kind of mesh well together. I think Ziak himself does hit is is like the glue. Um, and and even then, I've got issues about how kind of sustainable that is to kind of for it to all be reliant on one person. But yeah. the the nature of it, to put quite simply, is that I don't think the players that have played in the last three games have meshed well together. Whether it be Havertz, um, alongside Werner Wide and, and Drew up top or or Pulisic. Um, Werner and, and Giroud and I think it's just it's ge- generally the, the makeup of it and to some extent that is down to um, down to the manager but I also do think as individuals the players have struggled um, in their own rights. Okay cool so because this is the attack section and we've got our own manager section we can come onto whether it's the manager arranging attack that's wrong but for this bit we're going to focus on the individuals so you said for the last three games it hasn't kind of worked out so if let's refresh the memories. We had Wolves, um, lost 2-1, last minute. 95, like, was it 95th minute? That's killer. Yep. So, so we had um, Wolves, then we had Everton. And then the game before that, was that Leeds? No, I said last two. But yeah, Leeds was the game two. before. Okay, cool. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay, cool. So um, individuals for you and what particular individuals, if you have particular individuals that you feel like should be doing better? I think I, I raised it before um, that I didn't think that you know, Timo Werner was going to be somebody that really lights it up for us. Um, not because I don't think he's a good player. I think he is, I think he is a good player. Um, but the the areas of his game 
that kind of stand out are areas are, are or that the area, his his strengths basically um are emphasized more when there's a lot of space um in behind yeah. i think the there was already going to be a little bit of a question mark of can he kind of do the lone nine rule um mm-hmm. lone lone nine role sorry and at the moment he's not even doing that he's finding himself kind of hoisted out wide yeah but within that i do think that there's more onus on what he gives in a game. I've, I've watched the, the last two games back and, and can barely even remember like mentioning his name. Yeah. Um, so I, I think there's an there's an aspect of that where I don't want to say he's hiding per se, but the game passing him by. Um, certainly, I think I think Giroud, particularly well, in the last two well, games. Wait, wait, wait. Let's let's stick on Werner. So it's, let's let's stick on Werner. We'll get to the rest of them. Babs on Werner. Your go. Can what you do, do that as an individual? What, as individually, last two games, let me give you some stats. So apparently, um, in the last four games, the, this is the third time he hasn't had a shot in tar- on target. Um, he had no shots on target in the Wolves game. He's bit, he's touched for me, very Lukaku-ish, if not worse. Um, yeah, talk to me about Werner, perhaps. Boy, I mean, you kind of put me in the spot here, but what can I say? This, this, this is just how Werner is as a player at the end of the day. Like, okay. I'm not, I'm not surprised mm-hmm. at, at all. I mean, we, we've, we've got as Perlumi said, like this, he was, he's not surprised at all. So I mean, like if you look at the approach and the way we play around him, well, we don't play around him. We play too, way too much for him. That's that's the first thing, and that's something I've said before. And I feel mm-hmm. like with a player like Werner, you want to limit the amount of touches he has pre-getting a shot, and you want to have him at the end of your move. That's yeah. like it doesn't matter. It might it doesn't really matter in my opinion if you're playing him on, on they're gonna start on left wing, but it all comes down to instruction at the end of the day. And if you keep having him as like a touchline winger, yeah, where he's 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 collecting dust as a touchline, he's he's not getting shots, you're just wasting just wasting everybody's okay. time. And I mean so Babs, Babs, um he's missed a lot of chances. And you're saying I agree. Uh-huh. And Wait, you're I was saying, gonna come on to that. Okay, because you're saying you shouldn't want him in the build-up. You should just make sure that he's on the end of things. But can we even trust him on the end of things? I was, I was going to come to that. I was going to say, like, even then, like, what I was going to say is um, a lot of the things when you judge a player, two things is, is their application mm-hmm. and, like, how you think and how they're actually doing it. Because at the end of the day, right, if a player looks lost for ideas, you look at the manager. If the player is getting to a position to, to implement the ideas, but the application is absolutely terrible, then that's mm-hmm. the player. And his misses have been on him. In, yeah. in that aspect, I still don't agree with, with the way he's being played, but at the end of the day, I still think the misses have been a bit poor. They've been very, very poor. Okay. So, um, before I go into Ben and ask Ben about Werner, and then we can have like a general discussion, um, are, you, are you saying this is what you expected of Werner? You're not disappointed, you're not underwhelmed. Um, are, are you saying that, yeah, this is why I expected anyway? In terms of style of play, this is exactly what I expected. In terms of finishing his chances, of course, I have to be disappointed. Mm. Okay, Lukey, Ben, um, Milner, <laughs> Werner. Uh, talk to me about Werner. So we can talk about the games as well, Wolves and Everton. Like Kalumi said, he watched both back. Can't even remember much. I watched both back. I took some notes, barely mentioned his name. When I did mention his name, it was horrible miss, horrible yeah. touch. Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah. this is a this is a person again. I think how many goals has he scored? Not many, and he's got penalties too. Um, yeah, are you underwhelmed? Is it his fault? And what can we do to make him better? 
I mean, I'm slightly underwhelmed, but at the same time, um, I like to. I'm I'm quite realistic in it in terms of like obviously you sign someone doesn't necessarily mean they're going to hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. Um, age and and new league is a factor as well. Not that he's like mad young or anything like that, but mm-hmm. yeah, no, I think Babs hit the nail on the head with exactly what the problem is in terms of how he's playing at the moment and getting it too early not getting it late enough to get him behind. I think with the missing chances, because I watched a decent amount of him in the Bundesliga, especially last season, yeah. he does he does that anyways, to be fair. But the key thing is that he gets loads of chances anyways, or he gets himself in position to get loads of chances. So he makes up for it. There's certain goals you expect him to score, he misses. And there's certain goals you, he probably has no right to score where he's gone like, you know, when a player kind of goes a long way round and then finishes it type of thing. So mm-hmm. it's um, with him, because I kind of know that about him, I know it's a thing where it will come. But the key thing with him, especially if you want him to like um, pattern up, especially in terms of um, finishing and finishing these chances, is getting more. And he's not getting enough where he's playing at the moment. Yeah. Like if you want him to start getting into red hot form, he needs to get more and more and more. And how do we do that? Eventually he goes in and they all start going in. Okay, but how do we get... So Plumi said, I don't know yeah. whether he was hiding or um, the game, he just can't get into the game. Um, you said you watched him in Germany. The big question is, how do you get Werner firing? What is it a change of position? Is it a change of role? Um, the Leipzig manager, apparently he gave him a free role. Um, and naturally he drifted to the left as opposed to, you know, being on the left wing. Babs, what do you want to say about it? I've been saying it. You need to play him off. You need to play him and Kai off each other. If you watched him at Leipzig, he had Paulson to play play off of. He had other players to play off of. Because what that allows him to do is it means he doesn't have to occupy the central areas. And by doing that, he's able to drift off to the side and left. And as we've seen that, we do know he can do the thing where coming off the left, coming and getting a shot. But having that another focal point at the top with him, that's going to allow us to free him in terms of positioning. Yeah. I don't I don't mean that means a change in formation, but it just means a change in actual instruction. So actually tell him and him to get a bit closer to goal so that when it's like against some Liverpool for instance like we played Kai in the false nine I'm not saying we should do that permanently or do that going forward much. you're not saying yeah. continue but what I'm, I'm saying is play Kai off of him because that allows Werner to go right. and drift off okay. to the side okay so Palumi I'm going to bring you back in because again you was the one that was vocal you saw this you saw these and you said that you know I'm gonna watch everybody was happy you said no nah, I'm gonna watch I'm gonna keep quiet I'm gonna let you be happy I don't want to be you know the pessimistic one but um, Babs has just mentioned okay you play Kai and Werner close together you weren't even too hot on Kai so from what Babs has said what do you think do you feel like that's a solution and if you don't think that's a solution do you have like a solution I think for me I, I... I don't know if I do have a solution, but what I will say about um, Havertz is that it's clear that he's got quality. Um, and, and watching him like in the Bundesliga restart and whatnot, like I, I did get a sense that he he had quality, but I just I was always conscious of one where he would fit, and two if um, he was exactly what we needed, or if if it was just a case of there's a really really good player on the market available, let's go and sign him. Um, for me, when I saw what I saw of Werner um, was that he benefited from from his role, not only because it was free, but because there was really clear and astute kind of tactical instruction. Um, the way the team built play, the the speed at which he's released, I think is a massive, massive part of things. Um, so when we had the Liverpool game or Brighton game, we weren't hitting him early enough. Um, mm-hmm. And I think when he did eventually get hit, it was like, 
he's not in a foot race for someone. It's like he's has to, he's got to stand them up, and we've seen that he's not really good one v one dribbling. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, the the issue that or, or what Babs has kind of raised could potentially solve it, but I do think it requires a change of shape because you can't really play Werner up top and play um, Havertz in the kind of in one of the interior midfield roles that he's playing in and then ask him to kind of bomb forward because you, you what will happen is you'll just have a, a get what will happen sorry is that you'll just have a gaping hole in the middle um so for me the the if you are going to do that you have to kind of deploy Havertz in a similar way to to what Ali is kind of deployed was deployed as under porch mm-hmm. um I think what that allows is for is for Werner to do a little bit more of what he was doing at Leipzig or even what we saw him doing the Brighton preseason friendly where he's dropped off quite a great deal and and what you're hoping for is either a, a wide man to kind of come into that space that he's left or for Havertz to occupy it and, and get on the end of things. Havertz is a good player. Um, his technical quality is there, but the consistency of what he's doing isn't. And I, and I think there was a, there was a numerous kind of occasions in the Everton game, especially. Let me hold you, let me hold you, let me hold you, because mm. we're going to go on to Havertz. Let's, let's keep this about Werner. Um, yeah. Ben, quickly on that. So you've heard Babs talking about how he thinks we get the best out of Werner. We've had Palumi have his say. Um, what's your what's your opinion on it? Um, well, to be fair, I hear, I, I definitely hear what Babs is saying um, about obviously um, playing them together. I personally wouldn't do it, but I definitely hear it as an idea in it. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of like obviously in the Bundesliga, especially particularly the last season, um, Nkunku used to make loads and loads of unselfish runs for mm-hmm. especially when Werner had the ball. So it actually opened up a lot of space, but it's a bit difficult judging how to get the best out of him based on the Bundesliga when there's a lot less space in the Prem anyways in terms of how teams defend. Teams love to press in the Bundesliga. Teams like to defend in the block here. So it's more a thing where it's like, again, I think it's more just to do with the patterns of play, really. So I think we have slight muscle memory from last season in terms of um, just getting the ball to the, to the left winger as soon as possible, mm-hmm. which is Pulisic, who would just drive us up the pitch and literally drag us and force something to happen, if that makes sense. But where this season, um, especially when ZS doesn't play, so when we, I feel like we always look for that one guy, if that makes sense, the guy who's mm-hmm. like the more the facilitator, the creator in terms of um, what's yeah. going to happen. When ZS was playing, suddenly everyone was talking about ZS and James on that right wing and obviously what ZS was doing, rightfully so. Ziyech comes out of the team, normally, straight away, you go to kind of, you 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 automatically go to Pulisic, if that makes sense. But Pulisic is not on that left side. He's on the right side. And he's nowhere near as creative. He's always creative in general, but he's not as creative from the right side anyways. So that's where I think it's a problem in terms of Werner getting it way too early. But that's the thing that kind of needs to change with um, instruction and people just paying attention because I'm sure, like, I think logically, we all know Werner should be receiving it late. So... I think it's even a fair assumption to assume the managers told them the same thing. So I guess it's just about switching on as well, even the players and obviously the managers just emphasising that more and more because I don't want Werner to play up front. Uh, I see, I don't want him to play on the wing, sorry, but I do uh-huh. understand why he plays yeah. on the wing, if that makes sense. But it's just not being executed anywhere near good enough. Okay, all right. Okay, cool. So Werner, um, yeah, I guess the question to wrap up the Werner thing is, does any of you feel like maybe the solution is rocking him. Like, when everyone's fit, they all can't play, right? Um, And if he's a difficult fit, is a reasonable kind of solution is to, okay, actually take him out of the team? Slightly. Slightly. 
I was gonna say it just kind of I'm I'm one that's kind of a lot for tailoring your team based on who you're playing because you do have a squad and of course you're still in any team you're gonna have eight or nine unchangeables but I'm very much for tailoring your team based on the weaknesses of who you're playing. Would you have Werner? Would you have Werner as one of those players that are more likely to play? Basically, I, I get that you're talking about. Players. Yeah, I, I would, I would, okay. but I would just change where he plays depending on your position. Okay, cool. Um, Babs, he started every single Premier League game, unless I'm mis- unless I'm like misunderstood, and I feel like at, yeah. at some point you're gonna have to drop him. So. Like if you're gonna do and it I'm now, not asking, I'm, not, I'm not asking um, just for a little drop for him to. I'm asking actually take him out of the team because the for team, an extended period. Yeah, as in like, is it? Listen, he's a, he's a, like the rest of them. It's a squad game. It's supposed to be a meritocracy. But what I'm saying is, from what you've seen so far, do you feel like actually he might not be in our first team? That's the question I'm asking. Boy, I, I mean, I still think he will be in our first team, but maybe maybe he needs a rest. Okay, okay, cool. Halloumi, for you, and just to clarify the question, all right, forget about the rest and all of that type of stuff. Um, do you think we can potentially be a better team without Werner in the 11? As it, as the team is constructed at the moment, mm-hmm. yes. Um, I do think that the team should be changed to, or his role within the team should be changed. And if it is, then he's comfortably the best striker we have. Okay, cool. So since you talk about best striker, I know Havertz, that's a big, even probably a bigger kind of discussion than Werner, but let's go on to Giroud quickly. So Giroud has come in and he has done really well. I can't remember how many goals, but he's got like five and six or some, some, something like that. But there is a criticism in the last two games because I think it's coincided the games that he started. I know maybe he started the Leeds game too, but some people are saying actually the reason why we look worse is because Giroud is less mobile and therefore we're becoming more of a cross and insular team. So the question is for you guys, are you, that we just talked about Werner and a lot of you kind of expressed the fact that you want to keep him in the team. Um, do you feel like it could be a thing where even though Giroud's scoring, it, we might be better without Giroud and then we'll go with Ben first? Um, I don't know. I don't know in terms of all that um, cross and inshallah stuff. I think that's more just to do with Based on, I think that's more to do with the wingers and the midfielders that have played. I think Giroud is merited his place in the team. But I mm-hmm. think what we're doing around him isn't actually down to. I, I get, yes, you play to someone's strengths, but I think it's even a bit of a cop out to be honest, blaming Giroud for what we're seeing mm-hmm. from the rest of the midfield and attack, if that makes sense. Especially, it's like, well, the last few games he hasn't eaten, but he hasn't really had a chance to eat. So, oh, he scored. Yeah. He, he did score, but how do you think he played in the last two games? Did he score in the last two games? He scored in the Wolves game. Do you remember the one? That oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, see, see, even that, that's that's how little chances he's had to eat. I even mm-hmm. completely forgot about that. I, I literally, I think, I think it, it's a, it, yeah, it's a little bit of a cop-out in, in my opinion, isn't it? Like people kind of blaming Giroud for that. But by the same token, but I don't want to go back to the same thing I'm always saying about, about, based on opposition where certain men played, like Werner, for example. I genuinely thought to, yesterday was going to be a day when he played up front. And mm-hmm. I think, obviously, that comes down to the manager. But you, like, we'll get on to that, innit? Like you, like you said, right now... Yeah, we've, got Werner, manager section. we've got a manager section. Like, yeah. That's been requested. OK. Um, Palumi on Giroud. So we haven't heard your kind of opinions in a while. Giroud was left out, even though he was... Uh, like, he almost dragged us into the Champions League. Um you know, and so he didn't start um, for a long time. 
he was linked with leaving. Um, he's been brought back into contention. He's starting for us and he's scoring. Give me a general, um, give me your general opinions on Giroud. Um, I didn't even want us to sign him to begin with. Um, <laughs> and that was purely off the basis that I felt like at Arsenal, he wasn't great. And he's probably, he just wasn't a good enough finisher for me, basically to be a nine. And I, and I think he's come in and completely um, changed my opinion of him. Um, that's not to say I think he's he's fantastic, but definitely a, a really useful player to have. And I, I think just the restart and what he did during that time was was amazing. Like the, the form he was in was red hot. And I, and I think he was a big part and is a big part of why we're half decent um, in a lot of games. Lampard wants to play over focal point. Um, if if that's the case, because of how we build it up and because sometimes we have to go a little bit more direct when teams press us and all that sort of stuff. Um, I think it makes a lot of sense to start him. I think the games and, you know, versus Spurs last year, even when we, I think when we played Leicester really early on in the season, he was someone that kind of glued everything together. The reality yeah. is, is that um, the team has changed slightly and we don't, we don't play... Um, I, I think that the, the pieces around him on either side just don't um, gel that well with him, basically. Mm. So, and, and specifically Havertz and, and Werner. Um, mm. That being said, I think it's ironic that people call him the kind of the issue when in, in previous games, he's probably, again, been, been comfortably maybe one of the better players. I think Tammy does uh, a job, a job with what Giroud kind of does really, really well, if you get what I mean. Yeah. Um, so I don't think this, the style is necessarily the issue in terms of what he brings. I think it's what's around him at the same time. Um, for me, the, 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 I do think in the last two games he was poor. Um, okay. I, I think, think that is, that's what is important to kind of make a distinction with. He, was, he hasn't had two great, he's had two kind of poorish games in a row, which mm -hmm. is why people kind of feel the buck stops with him. And, and I don't think it would be unfair to drop him off of the basis of that. Um, do, do you feel sorry? Just quickly, do you feel like the game he was poor during the game, or do you feel like the ball just wasn't coming to him? Because we know the striker he is; he's not someone that's going to come to the ball like he's someone yeah. that he fed. So, do you feel like? And don't forget, he scored the goal with the little chance. We we said Everton and Wolves; he had little chances, but he still managed to score. So, yeah, so like, yeah. To, I think I think Everton specifically, there was just there's a couple of occasions where like the ball's gone into him versus Mina, and he's lost out or. Um, there are uh, maybe just issues of because he maybe issues where he's tried to drop in and the passes into the players beyond him haven't been great. So yeah. maybe Paul's harsh, but he's just not had his, his best games in 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 both of them. Um, which is why I think people are starting to kind of pin the finger and um, point the finger, sorry, at him. That being said, like I think I think he's more than good enough to be the starting nine. Um, yeah. I do think Werner is a better striker than him. But he just have to be deployed in a different way, and I, I think the way Lampard wants to play, Giroud probably fits it better. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of my take. So just trying to before I go into bad, just trying to shape what you're saying in terms of you'd try to keep Werner in the team, but you'd have Giroud there. But you don't like. I just kind of want to see your vision of no. What... For me, for me, it's either or, it's one of the two of them. Okay, front, cool. Okay, basically. Cool. Okay, cool. Um, all right, so Babs. Like, I've heard this season, like, Tammy scored goals, but he hasn't really been playing well. Um, Werner, I don't think, really played well, apart from a couple of games. Um, strikers traditionally, like, don't touch the ball that much. 
So is it okay for Giroud to just have a game where he doesn't really touch the ball that much but scores? Isn't that okay for a striker to do that? Yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see the problem in, in that aspect. I mean, you have to hold each striker to, to the same regard in that aspect. So, like, in getting touches on the ball. I don't think Giroud is a player that struggles in terms of getting touches, but the Wolves game especially, you could tell, like, he barely did get the ball. Mm-hmm. Like, Leeds, Leeds, he got the ball a couple of times. He made it stick. Um, Sevilla, I watched the game back. He got the ball a couple of times. He made it stick. And even um, extending past that point, um, Giroud and like his his, um, his consistency. He's, he's one of those strikers where it's like one game he's gonna get four chances, like four shots, and they're it's gonna, they're all gonna go in. Like this will be a game. When I spit bars in a rave, go hard like Santan. Football is back in full swing. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division and championship futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. There's going to be games like the Leeds games where you got a couple shots, but you, you still eventually get, did get his goal. And that's going to, it will obviously grind on people's gears, but I feel like at the end of the day, that's just that's just the game at the end of the day. Like nobody's, nobody's a robot, you know? Mm-hmm. You're not, we're not, nobody can be Haaland, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I, and I feel like even what you said earlier about fans complain about the approach when Giroud's on. At the end of the day, this, this is how we play, you know? We, 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 you know, yeah. we love a cross. We love yeah. a cross. Because I remember, do you remember the, remember the Tottenham game, you know? Everybody was like, oh, if, if it was Giroud getting on these crosses of Tammy, there'll be goals. But then you can't look at that in that regard and say, oh, you know, if it was Giroud, we'd benefit. I mean, in another regard, say, oh, I don't like that style. You know, you have to hold it to like a certain... Regard. You know what's weird about the Wolves game? The Wolves game, we weren't really getting crosses in. And it's probably down to the fact that Havertz and Werner were the, the wide players. No, sorry, Wolves was Pulisic too. But like, yeah, I, Pulisic I, and Werner, yeah. Yeah, I don't feel like we got many crosses in. Um, no, we did. That's the, that's the game where um, Chua was going crazy. I'm, I think you're talking about Everton, where we... To be fair, no, we crossed a lot in both games. Okay. No, we, we definitely crossed it. I think crossed we crossed a it a, a lot, yeah. I just, I, I felt like that Giroud didn't get that many. Maybe like the crosses went, all went over him and there was no... Yeah, so the crosses were crap, but we, we yeah. crossed a lot. Okay, mm. fair enough, fair enough. All right, cool. So then on to Pulisic. Now, Pulisic was controversial because he started the Wolves game on the left. Everybody was saying he's bright. For me, I don't think he was that bright anyway, but this is what I was seeing. And then he switched because um, Ben was on the right. They switched sides. And everyone's on to Lampard for saying that, oh, actually, our best player, you took him out of the game by putting him in the right. But just Pulisic, because I don't think he played in the Everton game, if my memory serves me correct. Yeah, he did. Um, what were your thoughts on him? Obviously, you know, as our lights, you know, Pulisic, you know, that's my boy anyway. So, yeah. man's already got a bias there in the first place. But even generally speaking, like, objectively speaking, mm-hmm. he was definitely bright on the left. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was given to he was given Semedo the runaround at one point as well, mm-hmm. and then he got switched. And I was like, "Hmm, cool." Like, 
there's certain man you can just kind of switch swing whatever in him. Pulisic is not one of them because of the way he dribbles and the areas he particularly he likes to dribble him into as well. He does a case. He does try to dribble inside, but it doesn't slap the same man. You set him a right foot is dribbling inside from the left. You know they might as they might shoot as well. So you're closer to them than you would be when they're dribbling inside from the from the right. But yeah, he was he was definitely bright. They switched swings. I don't know why. Then Lambert had the cheek to switch them for like the last less than a minute in the game as well. And it kind of just makes me think, what, did you not know that was wrong the whole time? Mm. I think the main, I just have a major problem with with um this whole idea of playing position on the right because they it just is he's still decent from the right, but he's mm-hmm. he's re- he's really, really good from the left. Like mm-hmm. the drop-off is mental. And I think when you play Werner on the left, this was a main problem. I was saying it in the chat as well. When you play Werner from the left, you're capping both wings at 40% currently playing the way we are. Right, because already Werner's getting the ball too early, and on top of that as well, he can't even just do the basics of oh, take it down and cross it because it's on his weaker foot as well. And when he's playing badly on the left, Pulisic is not playing to what he can, what he can do on the left while being on the right. Both wings are done out here, so mm-hmm. and that even ties back into Giroud and the service he was getting as well. So. Yeah, like I, obviously, I, you know, I rate Pulisic very highly, anyways, isn't it? But oh. what happened was obviously. In terms of even even his performance, I want to say not his fault, if that makes sense. But not yeah. that he played like that badly or anything. Like, okay, cool. So, so we'll, look, we'll move on from the attack. I'm not going to cover Tammy because he hasn't really got much time um, in the last two games. But it is it's a bit weird because attack is an area we kind of invested heavily in, um, and yet it seems like with Ziyech injured, the attack's not functioning. So that's a weird thing. Um, but yeah, so let's go on to yeah, let's go on to the manager. So cool, um, Ben. You said you said the manager, right? It was you, or was it Babs? Yeah, I said. Oh no, Babs said the manager fully. I said a bit of both, but okay. I'm increasingly, I'm, I'm increasingly thinking I'm siding with Babs more. Okay, cool. So tell me why the manager? Why do you think he's kind of to blame for our different form? Because he's setting this up, and it's one thing. And I'm, I'm, I try to stay very objective when it comes mm-hmm. to the manager and things that he's actually to blame for, and things you, you should, the players are to blame for. But I think it's a major problem when you're watching something go wrong, and you're just, you're just continuing to watch. We weren't good at any. We, we, I think we had a good twenty minute spell at one point. That was when Pulisic was on the left as well. But we weren't really good at any point during that game. And, and this is what I was saying in the chat when I said that. I wasn't shocked that they won. I wasn't shocked that they scored the winning goal. I was more shocked at how late it came. We deserve to lose that game. Mm-hmm. And then just, just the cheeky shit like, oh, switching the wings in the last few seconds as well and things like that. Even system-wise as well. I said, and obviously um, we had this conversation in the chat and obviously the fact that um, we've got different personnel now is a, is a major thing. But I was going to say last season, Lampard was one to change things with little provocation. Now there's a blatant, blatant provocation in some of these games that things need to change in terms of system or or um, how certain players are deployed, and he's just he's just ignoring it. I can't keep watching Werner, even watching Werner on the wing. I feel like I'm on the wing. I feel like I'm in prison. Yeah, it's a struggle. It's a struggle. Three matches so, now. I've just been thinking this is, it is fair, not though, it. Is, is it fair because he was criticised for changing it a lot last season, and everyone's saying stick to a formation, stick to a team. So I guess he's trying to do that for stability-wise. Um, so is that is that? Can you see where he's coming from in, in terms of trying to stick to a formation? 
I mean, no, I, I, I definitely hear the sticking to a formation type of thing in it, but I still think there's a time. To, I think it's about balance. There's still, uh, it, there's always a time to change things when things are not going well. And that doesn't even necessarily mean change the formation because we've got so many options this year in terms of um, different attributes that players have and different things they can give us. You can, you don't necessarily even have to change the formation. You can, you can change the personnel. We just talked about how big an impact um, Werner going on the right and Pulisic on the going on the left had. Like, there's so many things he could have changed. Like, and he just did nothing. Like, he just, and Werner was strong. I feel like it even makes Werner look shit the way he plays on the left. So to continue mm. watching that and not do anything, I think it's a crime. He's even he's mad Werner. He's mad him. He's mad him. Yeah, Babs. Yeah, Babs. Well, what? For you, you said manager as well. So why is manager the thing that you think that's gone wrong the most in these last two games? It's, it's intellect what I said earlier in terms of an approach to a game. And I intellect. feel like the way, the way we approach the game in terms of like our attack itself, mm-hmm. it's like the last two games are not a problem of isolation. Mm-hmm. Like this, this is how we've been attacking throughout the season. And I'm, again, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but... There comes a point where if you keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, it's either going to stop working or you're just going to get stuck in that actual line of pattern. Mm-hmm. And when you get stuck in that pattern and it's not working, you're just going to stop scoring. And I feel like the, um, the insistence to just continue, you just um, try to cross, 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 and not have any interplay in our attack. I, I, I just can't see where that's that's not coming down from the manager, you know? I feel like how it we, is... Uh, how do we get into playing our attack, though? How do we get into playing our attack? Well, we're going to have to talk to Frank, because... Okay. Ugh, I don't know. Like, at this point, I, I honestly don't know. Like, he's making players that, that are used to it, you know, at their previous clubs, like, look look just completely, like, desolate from it. And I mean, like, if you look at it in the, in the fact that, okay, Apulis, for instance, um, Dortmund, you know, we know Dortmund like a cross, but Dortmund are... They're not they're not um non-familiar to an interplay. You know, mm-hmm. Leipzig, they 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 could use interplay. Ajax, they play amazing football interplay. It's not just crossing, you know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you can see it like every single time a player gets the ball on the wing, it's not it's not take on your fullback and try and potentially um get a different variation of chance creation created, whether it be a cutback or um get or popping up a shot. It's literally wait for Chilwell or Reese James to overlap you. And if they don't, fling across into the striker. Yeah. Oh, Klopp says that. I can't do. lie. Can I just say quickly, yeah? You know what? Yeah, that actually, as mad as it sounds, that, doesn't that sound a lot like another team that we know that just romped to the league last season and their actual attacking formula? We're not actually too dissimilar from them in terms of doing I that, you know? know? I don't know. I think they managed to isolate. I think, I think Salah and Mane get one-on-one chances quite a lot. So as much as they cross, yeah, they cross the same as us. There's more diversity in the attack for me. Yep. Um, yeah, it's true to be fair, but I think that's also slightly to do with I don't know if you, if you guys have noticed that Marnie and Sadler seem to be a little less defending as time seems to go on in it. So I think that may kind of benefit from the space they get as soon as they get the ball. If that makes sense as well. I mean, Klopp says that Chelsea has the best squad in the league. Yeah, he's on. He's so, just saying no, anything. Man. I don't know if that's Klopp being cheeky. And, and even and even even going on to that, like. I don't want to be that guy in the whole numbers game. We, we we made the exact same amount of crosses as Liverpool last season. Yeah. Wow. So like, I don't I don't think it, I don't think it. Okay. Okay. We made two. We made two less. Two less crosses. And I, I I mean, I don't think that's like something to not look into. You know, and because you know some people have said that Lampard is trying to copy a bit of that whole you know um, winger making a last ditch and running the far post or whatever. And I mean, mm-hmm. at times it's looking a bit a bit. 
copycat-ish, you know, in terms of our approach. Listen, if it works for a man's down for it, innit? But yeah, right now it's not working for Yeah, but even Babs is saying last season, if we cross the same, it wasn't even working last season. Yeah. I, guess, I guess the idea is upgrading our fullbacks, but again, if it's not working this season, then and that's our only kind of form of attack. That's that's I think we just game. need to vary that as well, you know. Because if you look at it like this, yeah, bruv, obviously every team, if you look at City, compare cities and how their front five gets made up on the on attacking it, and then how mm-hmm. Liverpool's do. I think we dev- very much need to be somewhere in between because Liverpool kind of do it um, because they, they because if you look at their sentiments, they're kind of made to like cover, I guess, if you want them, like you don't really want them making them kind of runs through the half space and, and that kind of stuff. But if yeah. you look at City's sentiments, you do kind of want them doing that. But we've got good sentiments and good fullbacks, if that makes sense. And oh, I feel not, like... But we're, um, not, we're not creating, that's, that's, we're not creating, but quickly onto Palumi. Palumi, so... What is your thoughts on the manager, particularly um, if he's to blame? Or don't forget, okay, so a lot of people are going to be listening to this. Actually, people listened to the podcast last week or the week before last week, and they were saying, because I think we were we won, and then we kind of went through our squad, and we they were saying that we were negative, um, even though we was winning. But yeah, like this is kind of what analysis is anyway. But like, Palumi, what's your thoughts on on? Lampard and if you feel like he can do anything better um, I think to start with one thing I'll say and obviously I've not really been on this a lot this season mm-hmm. the, the thing that impressed me most or has impressed me most about us has been kind of like our balance and general kind of defensive structure um, yeah. we're still susceptible to the odd like crazy moment from an individual um, whether it be kind of Mendy conceding the pen the other day the, the mishap at Leeds but generally speaking, um, I think we've ditched the the kind of relentless counter press. Um, our like, kind of back line is is well marshaled, and and generally speaking, where we are on the pitch in terms of distances is is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's credit that's credit to, to, to him and the coaching staff. Um, on the on the flip side, where I feel like we can do better is is it's it's more with regards to the, the the deployment of the players in terms of the attack and and how that kind of what it kind of looks like because we we had a lot of conversation last season Dan about whether or not we we regress to crossing mm-hmm. or or whether or not kind of the game plan is to cross yeah um and I think the game plan is to cross I think it's it's quite obvious um that even even Werner's like inclusion I think is is to add another body into the box I think that's what the main yeah. the main aim of it is someone that can get goals from out wide. And has that kind of desire to get um, narrow in between the post to score. It's something yeah. that he's asked of of Callum. It's something that um, I think we lauded, we lauded, the fans lauded, um, and he lauded Pulisic for doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's some. I think that the the wide player or one of the wide players is definitely meant to be like a secondary forward. Yeah. Um, and with that, the width should then come from your fullbacks. And, and I think the issue with it is that the reliance or over reliance on crossing. Um, is is so it's probably one of the easiest things to defend against. Yeah. I think the reason why Liverpool's model works is because the players that they have um, that come inside when they go when they're kind of in space out wide, there's a level of danger in that, in that scenario, and there's a level of danger from the fullbacks that really makes it um, a completely different dynamic. And I don't think we get the same thing when you see Werner wide. Um, that you would get if you saw Mane wide. Yeah. Um, 
in terms of his 1v1 ability, in terms of his ability to get to the byline. Um, I think there's a general sloppiness in some of our attackers that that doesn't exist with Liverpool. I think Liverpool are really highly effective. So yeah. I, I understand what um, Ben's saying in terms of copy and paste, and I and I I don't I don't see it as that entirely, but certainly there's a inspiration there, and I think that um, the reality of it is that the best way to to get um, the best way to kind of to maximize our attack is to get Havertz on the end of things, mm-hmm. um, to get Werner in behind, but also comfortable, and I think he looks. The, the, the biggest thing about him at the moment isn't even that he's not scoring, but he just looks awkward. Um, yeah. and I think once he becomes a little bit more comfortable in whatever role he's playing, he's going to be more likely to score. Um, Southampton was a great example of that. And, you know, he, he, he's continuously wasteful. But I do think that, that a lot of that, um, the wastefulness and, and why it's dried up is because of where he's playing. So I do think um, the team, the coaching team, Lampard has to, they do have to take a little bit of blame for the way that um, they're kind of, the, the system has been has been deployed. Yeah, I mean, his body language is off. Like, one of the things we were saying when we signed him is that, okay, cool, there is potential he can be a Murata or a Torres type, but the good thing, the inspiring thing about him is he doesn't seem like, he misses chances, we all know that, but it doesn't seem to affect him. He still backs himself to score again. But from what I've seen recently is, like, him and Havertz, and we're going to come on to Havertz a bit more in a deep dive, but... The body language seems like, okay, cool. They're not sure that it's going to get better. Maybe they, they don't believe in the coaching staff and they know, like, they don't believe that they know how to use them properly. But, um, yeah, so, like, there is a lot of questions on the manager because he bought these pieces and so he has to have a plan on how to put them together. We saw at the beginning of the season, the initial plan was to play a certain shape. We've changed to the 4-3-3. There's a lot of people saying, okay, maybe you can keep the 4 3 P as a default, but when your wingers are out, maybe switch to the diamond. So is there something to criticise the manager about the fact that he didn't switch um, formations since we didn't have wingers? Because if you think about it, a lot of people are saying, look, you can keep the three in midfield, but Havertz says he's a number 10. Um, you have Giroud and, and Werner who are strikers. Why not just play the diamond? Bad, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think I think you're spot on there of your line of questioning them, you know. And I feel like it kind of ties into what we were saying earlier in terms of people complaining about Lampard tinkering. Mm-hmm. It's like going from it's going from one extreme to the other in terms mm-hmm. of being a lot more adept to, to change the information and being a bit more creative. Instead of like going all the way to like, okay, this is our one step um structure and this is how we're gonna play no matter what. And I feel like to do that, you have to be the best of the best. Like you have to be Liverpool level. Like you look at Liverpool. Their players, like every single player they have there, they're confident that no matter what, we're going to stick to our formation, we're going to stick to our system, and that's how we're going to play. And I feel like we're not there yet, you know? And I feel like you need to actually be a bit more flexible at times. It doesn't mean you have to tinker all the time, mm-hmm. but it does mean you have to be open to it. And if you look at it, like, again, it's the, like the Everton game, you know? You have yeah. Werner left, you have Kai right, you yeah. have Drew up top. Okay, now... You look at it, you have two strikers, you have two, yeah, and then you have a number 10. And yeah, it kind of it's kind of like, why are you playing them like that? You know, why yeah. are you playing them as wingers? I'm not saying they can't play as wingers, yeah, but we've seen already this season that he's he's not exactly the best in terms of like giving them the exact instruction to get the best out wide. Now we mm-hmm. haven't seen them, we haven't seen Kai get the best of what we can do out wide. Like we saw it against Brian, he didn't look good, you know. We saw him in the 10 against Southampton, he looked a lot better. Mm-hmm. We saw Werner in. We saw Werner start in the middle and it looks a lot better. And I mean, like, 
you have to ask like why can't we change the the, the um, shape is because the Everton game the yeah. Everton game that was a game screaming out if you're gonna try yeah. it yeah, not exactly. even start like, like listen even if you want to be you want to keep stability you don't have to mm. start with that formation but it's such if you some in-game change you can make am, yeah. am i lying like you can yeah. you can yeah, make that change. right so when when things weren't going right um it was weird for me that he didn't do that but lampard lampard has said maybe the reason why we lost those two games was fatigue now a lot of people are coming back saying okay cool squad squ your squad use means that can't really be um, yeah, it can't really be an excuse. So, does anyone have like any thoughts on that? Yeah, I thought he was going to play Kovacic in. In um, I was certain he was going to play Kovacic against Wolves. Not only just from a fatigue level, but even from a just a um, like how do I say tailoring your personnel to the opposition. I didn't think yesterday was a game for Havertz at all. So him using that again, it's even kind of cheeky because our squad is is um, all around. Obviously, there's different players and players that are better than others, but our squad is still around a general level of quality. And there's different mm -hmm. guys you can bring in for different games, even though Jorginho hasn't played a lot as well, for example. There's still times when he's necessary. So again, it's cheeky of him to be talking about fatigue when he's decided to play guys... Um, in, in a period where he knows games are crammed together and guys who personnel-wise and, and characteristic-wise probably don't even make sense against the team we're playing. So that's cheeky of him. Do you know what's crazy? Number yeah. one, what's crazy is, I've noticed you haven't answered any of my questions. You take my question, you spin it to what you want to say, but that's that's for another time. <laughs> hey, bro, also, listen, like I said, I've got a lot to go off my chest. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, but also... Um, I heard on the commentary and they were saying that actually this is the Everton game. So this is before the Wolves game. They said like for like at that point, we was one point behind where we were last season on the Everton game. Now I think it's about four points behind or whatever. Now, obviously, we know generally in the league, everyone's doing worse. But coming into the Everton game, we were um, the best form. We had the best form in the league over the last six games. We were unbeaten in 17 or whatever. So my kind of question is, have we had the wall pulled over our eyes? Because I know there was a lot of good faith and everyone felt good and everyone was saying Liverpool, Chelsea, Liverpool, um, Liverpool, Spurs and Chelsea are the best teams. So, yeah, actually, having these two losses, everything's kind of, the wall's been pulled down. Everyone can see it clearly. Um, yeah, Babs, talk to me on that. Are we, are we have, like this season, before the two losses, were we doing good or was everyone else just doing shit? I think it's a mixture of both things. And I think a lot of it is down to quality in terms of like the team itself. Like if we look to last season as well, we had that run mm -hmm. where we won like we won six on the bounce yeah. coming into like late, late November, early December. And then we had the back to back losses against, against I believe it was City and West Ham, if you remember. Mm -hmm. And um, like you have to look at it at the fact that like coming into the Christmas period, they do say like this is the time where like the real like contenders like show themselves yeah you know? and I mean it's not a bad thing that we can't you know we can't keep up with the Liverpool of the world but it's kind of damning on us that the fact that we spent so much money to strengthen us from last season but mm -hmm. we're not really progressing from last season mm -hmm. and I mean there are other factors like there's Covid you know there's a lack of pre-season but I feel like when you look at the size of our squads you know mm -hmm. the options we have those factors not only do they affect other teams but they're kind of lessened a bit when we have a lot stronger of a of a team you know than the, than yeah. the wolves 
Yeah, yeah. I heard I heard Lampard talking about how we're a young team again. Um, so you can tell we've been losing. But yep. also um there's a that stat that's come out that we have we're not beating teams in the top half of the table. Um I can't remember whether it was top eight teams or whatever, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Is that a worry? So that's another thing in terms of the good faith in this um, amongst the fan base and that the idea that was doing well, it's all come crashing down. And now everyone's realising that actually the teams that we've been beating aren't even the teams at the top of the table and we're seeming to struggle against those teams. So Palumi, what's your take on that? Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job sites according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job posts, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueIsle. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to indeed.com slash bluewire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. The the top eight issue um, or top half issue or whatever it is, is, is pretty simple to me. And I think a lot of it just ties down to the... It, it, it ties down to the fact that the games are at that level are finer margins. And I, and I think when, unless we're kind of distinctively sitting behind the ball and looking to counter, um, i.e. against City, um, we do struggle when we're playing against teams of similar quality. Mm-hmm. The one game I'd, I'd have down that we kind of, or one set of games rather that I feel like we competed well consistently would have been Spurs and um, the Liverpool game last year. Not the one in the restart because that I felt like that was a little bit of suicide. Um, mm-hmm. now thinking about it, but generally speaking, we um we've struggled in bigger games in games against teams of similar quality or teams near kind of near us. Mm-hmm. And and I just feel I felt like last year part of it was down to quality, and this this year I think it's a lot more down to approach. Um, the United game, I think United were there for the taking. Um, yeah. the Spurs game, I know people kind of blamed. Tammy for like maybe not not meeting some crosses, but realistically there weren't any real clear cut chances, and the quality of the chances being created were quite were no, not really much different to the ones we were trying to create against Everton or, or Wolves. Um, so I think there's a there's an issue there with how we with how we create, um, and because of that, um, the in terms of the the finer margins, we're not getting over the green because we're not actually playing at like a high enough quality. That's kind of my take around it. When the, the games, the last two games were ones like they're pretty comfortable. Like when I watched the first, the first half of Wolves, 
was pretty comfortable. But yeah. again, the only the only chance we created was kind of from a set piece. So mm-hmm. those are that's probably where I'd say we're we're struggling most in that area. Yeah, that's not one of those stats that have crept up that again what you are kind of alluding to in terms of the creativity and uh, Babs and Ben will bring you in on this. So let's think about the creativity. Let's talk about the midfield as well, since Palumi said that um, the creativity is an issue, but also let's talk about the big games as well. So um, we can tell, it, it feels like this season, Lampard's gone into the bigger games. Maybe I'm wrong, but it feels from my end of things that he's gone in a lot more negative this season as compared to last season. Now we managed to mount up a lot of L's last season. I can't even remember. I think it was something like 11 in the Premier League. And this season it was good because we only had the Liverpool game. But in the, after the last few games, we've got three L's now. So I think my thing is Lampard was trying to limit those L's, but they, they're starting to stack up again. So Ben, um, do you think that creativity is the reason why we're not doing well in the big teams? I mean, in the big games? Um, no, I think obviously, like you said, it was it's to do with approach. Um, obviously, we've got creative players, and we've shown um, like obviously the the quality you you face when you um, face a like a low block team or whatever is different when like Man mm-hmm. like United and Tottenham are doing it compared to like Brighton and teams like that or whatever you want to say. But mm-hmm. um, in general, we've shown that we can create chances. I think it was more to do with approach and picking our moments, which you could understand because. If we look at literally what those teams are set up to do, like a Tottenham and United, mm-hmm. they did it to us last season. Obviously, Tottenham didn't, but United especially. I, I remember just being so frustrated after every United game because the result just never reflected what happened in terms of play. And I think, obviously, that's coming to that's Lampard's thinking majorly when it comes to playing those games. I wasn't really mad at any of the, the draws um, in terms of the approach because I know what them teams can do to us. It was more just, I guess, about execution of certain stuff. Like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like the approach. Babs, you, I don't know whose side you're on, but before you go, do you think, okay, Ben, do you think that you want to continue in, with this approach in big games? Lampard's cautious approach. So I think I saw, we saw it at Sevilla, we saw it at United against Spurs. Like, it's not, for me now, um, losing to Everton, losing to Wolves, like, if we take this approach and we don't win games in any of these big games, if we don't try to win, I feel like we're going to become unstuck because there's not enough. There's too many big games in the Premier League. We've got Alerco coming up in, um, and that's another defensive team, but we've got big teams to play in the Champions League too. And so far, we I don't think we've come up trumps. We've either lost or drawn um, if I'm right. Well, yeah, exactly. We're not winning big games. So, Babs, what do you think about that approach? Are you happy to continue with it? Mm-mm-mm-mm. Hell to the no. I am not happy with it. And I said it from the beginning, from that Liverpool game, in the way we approached the game. Mm-hmm. If you want to be the best, you've got to beat the best, you know? And, I, and, I, and unless you're, unless you're um, going to sit back and you're going to be clinical, you know, score your one goal and then sit back, you know, against, against teams... And even then, I don't. I just don't think that's sustainable in the modern day. And like, we've I've given Pat- Lampard. I've given Pat- Lampard. Sorry, anywho, I'm- I've given Lampard a nickname, you know, and and, I, and I've said it. I've said it from the beginning. He is Jose's son. He he he, is- he has he has reverted to Jose's uh-huh. style from that first season when he came to the Prem, mm-hmm. in the big games. You know, if we're away from home. You know, we, 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 we stay conservative, you know, we try not to go for it. I mean, if we can get a chance to win, we go for it. And I mean, we're not at, the, at that kind of stage, you know, as a team where we, we know we're going to score 
Mm-hmm. And also the game, the game's completely different. And I don't want to see that kind of football anymore at Chelsea. Yeah. So I mean, if he's gonna continue to be like this, I think we're gonna really, really struggle because at the end of the day, so, a, a game like a game like against Atletico Madrid, but if you want to try that, I'm sorry, but Simeon is gonna have your number every every day, you know. Like mm. you can't you can't you can't out defense Simeone, you know, mm. you've got to take it to them. Yeah. And I mean if it, if he wants to do it, you know, if he wants to try it and he wants to prove me wrong, fair enough. But I feel like uh-huh. approach, approach is a very, very big problem in these big games. And I think it's going to cost us. It's going to cost us massively. Yeah. So, so and he already has. He already has. Yeah. So my thing is, I feel like losing a big game, I can understand you wanting to avoid that, especially because you spent a lot of money and it looks bad. And there's going to be a new Chelsea hour and people are going to be saying Lampard's doing things wrong, et cetera, et cetera. But the thing is, it clocks up. When you're not winning these games, immediately it might not happen. But then people are going to say, wait a minute, why are we eighth? Do you know what I'm saying? So even though that it's not the immediate reaction that you're going to get, it clocks up. You have to win some of these games. Um, yeah, so Ben, are you sure? You're happy with this approach? I kind of, I, I quickly before we move on, like, why do you think it's conducive to continue this? No, I'm not happy with it, innit? but I understand it. Innit? I, I don't... I don't, I'm not aggressively against it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, it's, it'd, be, it'd be nicer to, you know, go at it a bit more. But at the same time, I understand, especially given what happened to us last season. It's an understandable approach. And it's one that most of the big teams actually take on, just not as aggressively as, as we have in terms of being cautious. Um but the the main thing is obviously, especially when them um, other teams like obviously Liverpool and all these men are a little just a, a little bit more cautious than they would be. They've got killers that when they get them chances are going to finish that they're going to take them chances. You create less, but they're going to finish them. We don't have those kind of players, so yeah, something definitely needs to change. Although I understand why Lampard is playing like this in the big in the big games, I think he's almost trying to work out what he's. 11 is for big games as well, if that makes sense. And I guess when he figures that out, what the best balance is, then we might see us going for it a bit more in terms of um, the big games. I know ZH is injured. And when ZH comes back, we've got more in terms of creativity. Halloumi referenced that he said that he doesn't think we're creating enough in the big games. Babs and and, and you, Ben, you kind of referenced it and say, OK, cool. If you're going to play those type of that type of approach where, you know, it's going to be one chance you expect to score. And currently we've got Werner, who we're all saying needs more chances, and we don't really have clinical people. Maybe Drew, but I don't know. But so, so again, that's not really conducive. And the way to do it is to, I guess, create more chances. Now we've spoken about how Werner probably needs to receive the ball quicker. Um, we've talk, spoke about how without Ziyech, we're not really creating much. Now a lot of people thought that Havertz will be the playmaker in midfield. Now I've been on record as saying I don't think Havertz is that type of player. I think that Havertz is someone that you want to just exploit space, arrive in the box, and then he can either pass it to someone or score. Now, Havertz, um, yeah, it's a big conversation. Obviously, the rivals are on us. Um, is it Lampard's fault that Havertz isn't shining? Yes and no. Okay, go with the go with the no first and then go with the yes. No, it's not his fault because I mean he's he's got he's if you watch the Everton game he got he was getting the basics completely and utterly just mm-hmm. wrong. It's as his passing, his weight of pass, you know, his 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 um his choices to take on a man, and then we went to the, the Wolves game and he did it even worse. And I mean like you can't blame that on Lampard, but mm-hmm. on the yes side, 
the guy just came back from COVID and you and you flung him in, you know. Mm-hmm. And this is this is December. We know what this guy's not. This guy doesn't know what December is in the prem. In mm-hmm. the prem, December December is like is what separates the men from the boys, you know. Mm-hmm. And if and that on top of what he's going through, you know, getting used to London life I and mean, then coming to deal with COVID, I mean, it's just a recipe for disaster. I don't okay. know. I don't know if Lampard thought, ah, oh, you'll be seeing headlines like, ah. Oh, you know, Habert's, you know, triumphs over COVID and he has an amazing <laughs> performance. But fam, this 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 is a FIFA, you know. This this is real life. You've got to this let the life. guy, you've got to let the guy come back and be fit before mm. he's ready to play. We saw it when the season started and he played Havertz on the right wing yeah. right yeah. and and Lampard said Lampard said at the end of the match, he wore he's not fit. That's the reason why he played that way. Yeah, but crazy. even though he's not fit, he played him in a position where he can have to track back. Um, Palumi, I want your thoughts on it. Is it Lampard's fault that Havertz is shining? Now, we all know that, look, he he is likely to lose the ball. And I think even if you watch him in Germany, like, if you look at his numbers as well, he lost the ball anyway. One of the reasons why he played right wing rather than in central midfield a lot of the time is because he lost the ball for Bayer Leverkusen. So that's, I would say that's part of his game. So why are we not seeing that Havertz... The best Havertz, um, is it Lampard's fault? No, I, I don't think it is, to be honest. Um, and that's not because I feel like there's, he doesn't take, he doesn't take an aspect of um, the responsibility or, or some of the responsibility. But I watch Havertz quite a bit and feel as though there's no impact. Um, mm-hmm. I think he, he, and I hate this kind of term because like where people just talk about the aesthetics of a footballer, it looks like a pretty footballer, blah, 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 blah. But um, there's an elegance about him. There's a there's an ease at which he does things, um, and a kind of relaxedness at which he does things that I think can can irritate. It has the, it has the capacity to really frustrate you when the passes are sloppy because I think you get away with it if everything you do is like at a nine out of 10 quality level. Um, <laughs> And, and because it's not at the moment, because it's sloppy and because I feel like games are passing him by, he's getting a bit more stick. The, anyone that's probably watched him a lot more than me will kind of know what his tendencies were um, mm-hmm. in terms of his, his laid backness. I saw somebody talk about the fact he doesn't work hard enough. Mm-hmm. I think all that stuff is rubbish. Mm-hmm. For me, his impact is what is kind of the most damning thing um, in terms of when, let's say when he is deep, um, is he just kind of getting it and giving it? Basically, I, I think people gave him gave him a lot of credit, ironically, for doing similar earlier in the season. And I just think they're they're a little bit tired because they thought that maybe 20, 20 games into the season, um, you know, you might see a bit more. And the reality of it is is that where Lampard can take a little bit more blame is the is the positions he's getting it in because I, I I do kind of agree with you that he, he's probably better off attacking a box and and doing a damage in the final third. That being said, Everton game, there's a few op- few moments where you're in open space and you can feed Reese James or you can feed someone else and the pass is dreadful. Um, so that's where I'm like, I don't feel like you can blame the manager for that. Um, at the same time, I do think there's a... I feel like he should take him out of, the, out of the limelight a little bit. I don't think he will because he costs so much. But in the same way that he did with Pulisic, and I think that was probably easier because at the time he wasn't as as hot on him or didn't sign him. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's where I think Lampard can do a bit more to just to just help him ease in a little bit better. Um, yeah. So I was going to ask later on if he should be dropped. Um, 
yeah, I think some of the things you're talking about in terms of the passing, I think a lot of people have seen the passing and the sloppiness. Um, I'd say there's been games where it's all come off. These games, again, like his body language is a bit off. I think he's doubting himself. Obviously, he's just come back from COVID. The passes, especially specifically to Reese James, they weren't connected and they were kind of simple passes. But we've seen it before, even when he was playing better or when, I guess, Pelini is saying that, like, you know, people were saying that he was better. Um, he was still making, yeah, he was still making passes that were, you know, were loose as well. Um, yeah, so Ben, like, Havertz for you, um, is it Lampard's fault that he isn't shining? Or is this... Um, oh. I think it's a bit of both as well, to be fair. But, um, yeah, no, I just think in terms of how he's been... If you, from a man management perspective, I think from, from how he's been used, I think he's been thrown in at the deep end, like mm-hmm. Bab said, in terms of not just back from the COVID, but even from a, a like skill set attributes, personal, whatever you want to call it type of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think a game like away against Wolves was for him. I'm not saying he can't hack it physically or anything like that, but I just think um, it's something you need to gradually get used to, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think you can't just throw man throw man in anyhow, especially oh, until I feel ben. like a, cer- a certain level of grip was required. Ben, yeah, yeah. Ben, you can't throw what you can't throw a man into a game. I'm not saying I'm not saying you can't. I just think it's a thing where you need to know your players. Like I'm not saying Havertz is no. Havertz is a long term signing. Havertz is a long term signing, and he's very much at the moment. I feel yeah, still fine. getting used to things, and I don't think. Um, away against Wolves, for example, yesterday. And I know it's easy to say in hindsight, but again, I kept saying, even from the chat, I expected Kovacic to start yesterday. There's certain mm. situations you can't just throw people in anyhow. Okay. That's I'll a situation this, yeah. that he'll probably be able to handle in the second half of the season. Let, let me come in. I'll ask, I'll ask you this. If last season, Mason Mount's first season in the Premier yeah, yeah. Um, he put in a performance like that, yeah, or if Tammy put in a performance like that, if Callum put in a performance like that, if any of these guys, um, or even Jorginho, if Jorginho put in a performance like that in his first in his first season in the Prem, do you think the known or the narrative that people would accept would be, um, I don't think you can throw him into a game like that? It's no, but moves. I think the context is different though. Because because like when their man would have had to play that kind of game, there's not really any other option. Like if you look at the squads at the time when 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 obviously... Um, the, there's like, not really much... Doesn't Their players injured, so the, in reality right now, who would have played? Kovacic. Kovacic 100% should have played yesterday. I expected him to play. As but, he played you, on, but you said it's a rotation thing and he played on on, on no, uh, Saturday. Yeah, well, it's partly rotation and partly just knowing your knowing your, your um, players and knowing your opposition. Like, COVID, that was a game for Kovacic. Why is, okay, but why was that a game for Kovacic? Because as opposed I, feel like to still, I feel like there was always going to be a certain... And I'm not saying Havertz can't do this stuff, but I think it mm-hmm. takes a certain getting used to and a gradual process of acclimatisation. That was a game where definitely a certain upper level of grit was going to be retired. I saw Havertz all getting out, jump for headers, all getting pushed around and all this kind of stuff. Like, it looked like he didn't want it slightly. So and I'm not saying think, so think person, the reason why it was crap was because of grit? You think the reason it was crap was because of grit? No, no, no. I, I'm not saying not fully, but I think it played a part. I think it played a part. And and I, and and again, I'm not saying that he doesn't have this stuff in it. I'm not saying he doesn't have this stuff <laughs> as a person or whatever. But I'm saying it's not something that he's he's necessarily going to show straight away. He's very he looks he physically looks like he's still getting used to this stuff and he's not comfortable mm. yet. And I think Let me a certain game. 
I feel like a certain game like yesterday is a game where you need all hands on the pump type of thing. Not that I'm not making out Wolves are prime or I know Barcelona. No, I get you. I get you. Yeah. Right? So like Kante, Mount, Kovacic, those type of busy, yeah. agile, all intense midfielders, you're thinking that was a game for them. That, so was, one, said, that was definitely a game for them. Okay, cool. There's something I said, I can't, it was to Jermaine. I can't remember if it was on a podcast, it was in a WhatsApp group, but I was talking about Barkley and I was talking about how Chelsea fans are unbelievably hard on Barkley um, because he's a creative player. Sometimes he'll lose the ball. Um, and I said it'll be interesting because I know that Havertz, they're going to be different with, even though does the same thing and I think both of them because they they are they kind of play the game at a pace in their head it can go wrong it can go wrong when they're you know what passing it and they've got this confidence and then all of a sudden someone steals the ball but I said to Jermaine I said people are going to be a lot less hard and they're going to create excuses for Havertz the same way they didn't for Barkley and, um, and sorry Dan to cut you off but yeah. this is kind of my thing I think there's a a level of objectivity or like or just a level playing field. Like I, mm-hmm. I'm not disputing that he needs adjustment um, or t- needs time to adjust, sorry. What I do feel like is that that is a like, proper bottom tier excuse. And and for me, like if we threw um, alternative players into that same scenario, I don't think it's an excuse that would be had, that they're not up to it. I feel like if you're not up to it, then there's, no, I get you. there's, a, case, I there's a case to be you. made. There's a case to be made that you're not someone that should be playing at this level. No, I'm, and I'm not. I'm not. That's not what I'm getting at. Um, yeah, yeah. In his case, but I'm just saying that we need to curb the kind of or curb the, the types of the things we're going to allow, basically. No, yeah, I fully basic, get what you're um, saying with that. Yeah, job. but I just think it's it's a combination type of thing. It's one thing, yes, Herbert's not being able to do that yet, which is a thing on its own. But I feel like I feel like it's one thing someone not being able to do something. Then it's another thing the manager knowing that. You, that they're not going to be able to do that for that game, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like it, it became it's a double issue there, and it could, it only had to be a single. One, my, 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 thing, so my thing is this: my thing is this. Like the whole thing you said in terms of that wasn't a game for Havertz, and I, I understand you might saying, okay, cool. At this point, whilst he's still adjusting, but then again, it's like we've got RLC on loan, and RLC again, he's one of these players that we all can see this quality, but you kind of have to be patient with him and kind of get him up to speed. And so the question is, since we bought Havertz for 70 million, isn't he supposed to be someone that can come in and go straight in? Otherwise, why not? We, why don't we just work with ROC through all of this pain? I think Havertz, yeah, personally, from my point of view in it, yeah, was someone said it earlier in the pod. And I think Ornstein and all of these kind of other people alluded to it as well. I don't think we wanted Havertz. I think he was just on the market. He's, he was a mad talented player. So it's like you do it and you figure the rest out later. I think in terms, obviously, price and like clout of the move and all these kind of stuff, everyone's going to kind of say, oh, yeah, you know, like you've already seen the other fans start, like you've already seen what they're on. But mm-hmm. really, if we're all being realistic, the guy is 21. You think he turned 21 in what, like March? Guy yeah. is 21, yeah. yeah. He, it yeah. was always going to be a long-term thing and it was always going to be a thing where he was going to, like, it was going to warm into it. I don't even think we're going to see the best of him this season. Mm-hmm. Like, I know he's more of a second half of the season type of person anyways, yeah. But obviously, it was very much a long-term thing. I definitely hear what you're saying, but you know what is you know what it's like when the club when the club sees the type of the type of player where it's like oh, there's not necessarily a like a, a place crying out loud for him, but he's incredibly talented. Let's go and do it and work out the rest later type of thing. And with Ruben as well, yeah. injury injury a major part. There's there's a problem with building your team around him because you never know when he's going to be fit. Yeah, I hear you, I hear you, but it's just so Havertz as well. Let's. 
Havertz in the Bundesliga, I know everyone's talking about the second half of the season. I think this is just one season. There's two seasons that he had strong second half of the seasons, but they were, they were both goal-wise. Um, one of the seasons, actually, he played well all season, but it was the second half of the season where he got his goals. The, the, the season, which I think was last season, he actually stunk to where the fans were saying that, um, because, so like, you're, I know you're saying that um, Chelsea just saw him in the market and decided, oh, we have to go for him. But actually, our interest has actually been backdated to when we, we had Sari. At that point, we was linked with both Yao Felix and Havertz as Hazard replace, replacements. Um, now, Havertz was linked with a number of clubs last season for about 80 million. He didn't get his move. And a lot of the Bayer Leverkusen fans was on him, calling him saying that, oh, actually, this is the guy that's supposed to be the 80 million pound player, but he can't even pass the ball. And so when I'm saying to a lot of people, actually, you kind of have to be patient with him. It's because even in a league where he was settled and played four years, even at a club that he's grown up with, even just last season, he had this kind of, oh, are you good? You're not even good enough. You don't look like an 80 million pound player. Now, this is why I was specific. And when he was coming in, there is this kind of question. It's both with Havertz and with Werner, because I think a lot of us have said they're versatile players. Werner can play on the left. Werner can play up front. Havertz can play all around. But there's places where you get the best out of him. Now, I always said when Havertz was coming, the Havertz you want, that like for me, in this, that last Wolves game, I, I know we've talked about the negatives. He was dispossessed a lot. Um, even his passes, the, the, the simple passes to Reese James, he under here. He didn't have a shot on goal. He didn't create a single chance. However, for me, watching that game, because I watched it just earlier, I think off the ball, he done great. I think off the ball, um, you're talking about having Kovacic in there for his intensity. I actually think off the ball, if you just look at his off the ball game, that was actually a good performance. Like he tracked people, he put himself about. Um, and talking about RLC, the difference between Havertz and RLC, some people say, okay, cool. Have, um, RLC doesn't track back. Havertz does that. The problem is with RLC, RLC doesn't lose the ball like that. RLC keeps the ball. He doesn't get dispossessed like that. He doesn't do um, those, those kind of passes where he loses the ball. But so with Havertz, what I'm saying is, We've got the Havertz doing the dog work, and that's not who we signed. So I think if Lampard wants to really get the best out of him, and this is when we're going to get onto Mount, um, there has to be, because I think that Havertz is a smart player, and watching Mount, because Mount has so much acceleration, and we all know that Mount likes to press, and he likes to get, especially when we need the goal, Mount likes to get forward. Um, Havertz, tactically, you can see he sees Mount going forward, so he doesn't necessarily get forward as much. Maybe that's me creating an excuse, but I've looked at a lot of the, the maps and I watched the game again yesterday. He played deeper. He tracked back a lot. That first game when we played for Brighton, a lot of people was shocked that Havertz was almost in the right wing-back position. And that's because tactically, he, when he sees a man running, he's going to follow him. So if you're going to give him that responsibility to track back, he's going to do it in earnest. But then the stats are going to come out. He hasn't had a shot on goal. He hasn't created any chances. So there has to be, for me, a dialogue, because I know a lot of people are talking about Mount and Havertz, they play well together. But I don't think Mount is that player that plays deeper. And if Mount's not doing that, then Havertz is going to, going to do it tactically. We've seen that he does that. So, um, yeah, I think for me with Havertz, there just has to be, um, there has to be some sort of, there has to be some sort of, like, giving away. Either you say, okay, Mount, you're coming out, 
But then you can't say Mount coming out since Mount's been playing better. So Havertz might need to come out and win his place back. Um, we talk about excuses. I, I like Havertz. I, you know, I've always liked Havertz. But when it comes down to it, he's 21, like Ben said. So is Hudson Odoi. Hudson Odoi is not getting that. Oh, he's just 21. Do you know what I'm saying? So um, it's it's a difficult one because I know he costs a lot of money. So everybody wants him to do well. But um, yeah, I think I think Lampard had the excuse with COVID to kind of take him out. You know, um, he said that he took Pulisic out last season for a couple of weeks just to kind of acclimatize. Um, so yeah, like for me, um, Havertz is a sticky one. For me, it's a bit difficult seeing RLC on loan because I, I see both of them as similar players and both of them struggling. So it's like, okay, cool. If you're going to persist with Havertz, you could have just done that with a Barkley or, uh, or you know, or RLC. Um, Dan, you know, what's, you know what's actually funny about the whole um, Lampard and uh, Havertz having COVID thing? I actually think, especially what you said about them they're using it as an excuse thing. I actually, funny, funny enough, I actually think in an ideal world, he probably does play Kovacic, Mount and, and Kante. Funny enough, like he seems to, he just seems to look and feel more comfortable, if that makes sense, with that with that midfield. And it almost like, it almost like he looks like he's he's um, starting Herbert sometimes because obviously he's the sign in and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Agreed. I think I think again, like with Hudson Odoi, when Lampard came in, I think he was desperate to get Hudson Odoi to sign the contract. I feel like he was excited by the prospect of Hudson Odoi, but then I think on seeing him up close, I actually think that he changed his mind. And I, I'm not so, I, look, I can't be sure, but I feel like I agree with you. I feel like he lacks busy players, he lacks intense players. And I feel like at this point, if it wasn't a thing where he bought Havertz, then maybe he would have dropped the Havertz by now and he would have been playing Kovacic, um, Kante, and Mount. Um, yeah, so I, I, I guess, is there any? So I've said the positive. I've said the positive. I think his work rate is good. But I think one thing that I don't like about, another thing I don't like about the Havertz and Mount midfield, they just don't seem to be linking up well. Watching the Wolves game, what I noticed today is Mount seems to, I know both of them have played wide. Mount seems to go to the left and play with the winner. Havertz seems to go to the right to play with it. They don't seem to be playing together. There wasn't much interplay together. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I guess my quick my question on the Mount Havertz and Kante thing is, I know that seemed like the dream is filled, but does anyone have reservations on that set, that, that starting free? Obviously, Palumi, you do because you've got questions about Havertz, but bad. But but truthfully, um, I quite like him, and I, I think he's I think there's a good player in there. So a lot of my um, what I'm saying is just it's not brutal, but I think it's just good to be honest because I think yeah. if not, we're gonna get into a we're going to get into kind of the Pogba debacle yeah. where we just keep sort of making excuses for players we like. And I'm someone that does the same thing for Pogba. So I'm just kind of recognising it and catching yeah. myself in it. And yeah. on what you're saying, um, I don't I don't know yeah, if it's lack of a relationship or mm. if, it's, if it's that um, emphasis on getting the ball wide mm. um, and the emphasis on getting the ball wide in encouraging them to use the the wide man or the fullback and 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 go into that area. Um, the, and the, the the other thing is that there's a few occasions where we're because we're chasing the game, they get beyond or Mount specifically gets beyond the kind of midfield area and tries to break yeah. the line of break the line of defense with a run. So there's because they're because and because of that they're just so far apart. 
yeah. when we're building, we're not really building in central areas. We're building uh, with a view to go wide or go to the fullback and blah, blah, blah. That's that's my issue. So, like, obviously... Exactly. Yeah, no, I get you. I'm almost... I was just kind of adding to the point, basically. Yeah, yeah. Babs, what's your, what's your thoughts on it? You know, we, we've all just made amazing points here. And I think we need to acknowledge that all these points lead back to the manager. Mm-hmm. This Mount playing and linking up with Chilwell out wide and left and backing him up and providing him support and staying there, mm-hmm. that's that's not that's not because Mount wants to do it. It's Kai going out right, right, out wide right, and then dropping back to support reshames, that's not because, it's, it's, it's because of instruction, you know? It's those overlapping runs to create the cross opportunities. And the more we rely on this, the less we're going to see them to link up in midfield. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know about you guys here, but honestly speaking, in all of our games watched, I have not seen our midfield three link up like that. Even, Wait, even, we, were even, you saying then, Babs, Lampard out? No, don't, 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 don't do that then. <laughs> don't do that then. But yeah, as, as I was going on, as I was going on, my point, even the Burnley game, yeah. remember people were saying, oh, we played so well, we played, we played well. And I remember, I, I was watching the game and I thought, even though we did play well, but if you look at it, Mount played a good game, but he was basically playing as left mid. Mm-hmm. Kovacic played an all right game he was basically playing right mid and it, it was literally like we were just spreading our play as much as possible did, did Havertz not play that Burnley game? no I think it was um, was, was it Havertz? I, actually, yeah it was Havertz yeah it was, it was yeah. I was thinking of Sheffield I was thinking of Sheffield sorry and that was another example actually like I don't I don't see our midfield linking up I see our yeah. midfield creating chances to make crosses, like, exactly. like the Kovacic assist. Um, we we got the assist in the cutback. I forgot who it was for. Was it Tammy? Where um, the ball was played over into Kovacic, and he like had like a little cutback cross. I, I can't remember, but what, one thing that's interesting and bad is like you don't like these players, so I'm gonna talk to you about it. But Krasnodar, I saw us playing through the middle, and I saw like Havertz getting the ball a bit more through the middle because Kovacic and Jorginho was playing, and mm-hmm. I think that. We all know that Kovacic, whatever you think about them, both of them, they link up and through the middle. They actually play midfield. Whereas mm. when I see Havertz and Mount playing, like you're saying, like one of them is basically playing with Pulisic and, and Chilwell on the left, the other one. Like we know Havertz likes to drift anyway to the right. Yeah. Now, my thing is, watching Bayer Leverkusen, and one of the reasons why, like I knew, we, we all knew, well, hopefully we all knew anyway, that Havertz isn't an easy fit. As much as yeah. he's a versatile player, like I was saying before, he can be versatile, but you get different things out of him. Now, I think last game, um, defensively, or just basically off the ball, he was good. But you don't get the Havertz that's decisive in the, in the final third. Now, he usually plays on the right. Regardless, you can play him central midfield, you can play him right wing. He likes that right space. We've all seen the heat maps. But he likes a vertical game. The thing is, Mount likes a vertical game too. Neither of them like to come across and play with each other. And I always go back to the Brighton game. First game of the season, Loftus-Cheek was playing, Havertz was playing on the right. I think Werner was playing up top. And then Mount was playing. Right. And none of them was kind of coming together and kind of linking. And that that kind of magnet that likes to kind of glue things together, that's kind of what Mm. we miss in terms of a playmaker. Mm. Then you remember Barkley came on and he did a little bit of that. Now, for me, it works. Liverpool as well. Yeah, it works more if Mount is that player that can kind of come across and link everything. But the thing is, Mount likes vertically to get in the box. Havertz likes vertically to get in the box. So when we're talking about we're not really creating chances, it's because really and truly we're playing cross and shallow because 
one's going to the left, the other's going to the right, and we're not building up through the middle. It's just building up during the downsides, and we're trying to cross in. But, but yeah, I, I don't know. I agree fully. Yeah. And I think, I think, sorry, not to cut you off in it, I just think that um, the, the main reason in it, and this is what I was saying in the chat before, was is because um, right now, also, I compared to City, uh, I compared to City in a prime silver and, and KDB. I think they knew what their role was in terms of like in the midfield. Obviously, good. Um, take Fernandinho out. Just look at the the two creative ones. Silver was more the facilitator, and and um, De Bruyne the more the more creative spark in terms of especially in terms of playing passes and getting forward. Um, final first stuff. I think right now they're both suffering because they don't know what they are in 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 this thing. I think they're both playing to like a maybe a calm six six point five when they play well if that makes sense, but neither is take fully grips in the game and taking it to them. They, I think they're good at playing keep ball um, when it comes to um, them actually linking up, but they don't actually go and do some damage together. And I think that's because they're a bit confused on their roles. And I, I think obviously that is down to the manager in terms of not not um, telling them, but I guess maybe even in the same way, he's kind of hoping or seeing if it just kind of takes form naturally in terms of basing it... Um, on characteristics, but I think that is the main thing. They don't know what their roles are between the two of them. They don't know who is the guy that's going to get in the box, who is the guy that's going to facilitate stuff deeper with Kante and, and work it up the pitch type of thing. Uh, Havertz looked really, really dangerous, just galloping at the opposition um, yeah. in space, but he doesn't do it as much when Mount is on the pitch. I think they're both compensating for each other. And obviously not playing poor. Then neither of them are playing poorly um, most days, I guess, when they play together. But they're definitely not maximising what they could do because they're compensating for the other one. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people wanted to attack an eggs. A lot of people said this is the way they can use Manchester City. Babs, um, yeah. Do you have anything to add? Oh, you've got your hands up. Oh, sorry. I, I left out by accident. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Um, yeah, okay, cool. So do we all agree? We don't have to spend long of it. But Kante, for me... Um, we're talking about playing through the middle. I think Kante has been great for me. Um, I don't think he's the issue. I'd like to see him more there. I think he moves the ball well. I think defensively, he's doing his job well. Um, I think defensively, because we've touched on the midfield, we've touched on attack, we've touched on Lampard. The only thing left is defence. Now, obviously, Mendy's had a couple of tough games. It was clean sheets FC. And I think sometimes when you've kind of built up some rep about, OK, cool, we're not conceding. It's easy to go into games and then just believe you're not going to concede. Now I think that's finished. Now we're going into games thinking, okay, we might concede. So yeah, is do you feel like, um, yeah, I guess do you feel like we can get back to clean sheet FC um, and we'll put that to Palumi? Yep, um, I think the like I said earlier, the general structure of the team um, is good. I think the fact that we don't press um, like maniacs anymore has made us more solid. Um, I also do think there's an element of like fear from teams because of how well we were doing at, at the, in kind of, well, just like a week ago or two weeks ago. Um, and that kind of run, um, I think teams were a little bit more fearful and maybe didn't want to come out as as hard as they maybe might have last season. I don't know if I'm just kind of making it up, but certainly I feel like there's a, there's a reluctance to give us space. So because they're a little bit deeper, or... Mm, one thing I will say is that when that happened last year, I felt like we were more susceptible to a sucker punch. Yeah. And we, it's not really felt like that this year. Um, I feel a lot more confident in in the team. And outside of, like I said, the, a few of the errors, which were less to do with structure and more to do with like kind of moments of madness, 
we've done quite well. Um, so defensively, I'm I'm pretty pretty happy with with what it looks like and just the way even the first half, like some of the shape when you see Havertz, Kante, Mount, the Werner then like beginning to tuck in a little bit later from the right side. Like the, the defensive structure was pretty good. So I think we're doing all right in that in that sense. Um, one thing I I am challenging and and one thing that I really hate is the notion that because we we've been focusing on becoming a better defensive side, mm-hmm. um, we we all of a sudden have are unable to create chances. I think that stuff is madness. So cool. and, and yeah. you're happy with Kante too. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think he's been brilliant. And I think he was he's he was good in I didn't see the second half of Wolves, but he was good in the first half and and good against Everton. So yeah, I'm well pleased with him. I think he was good at both games. I think for me, I, I agree with you. I like our defense. Um I think even Mendy coming out for the Everton penalty, I feel like that without that penalty, do they score a goal? Do you know what I'm saying? One of the reasons why we had that unbeaten run is because we just wasn't conceded. Now the only thing is like I noticed Everton and Wolves, that left side. So we've talked about how Reese James is important to getting crosses in. But Richardson for Everton, he had a lot. Of, he got down that side and he had a lot of shots off. And with Wolves, if you remember the Fabio Silva offside goal, that came down the left. And obviously the goal that they scored came down the left. Um, yeah, so for, that, that might be a chink for me. Um, Lampard said they're a counter-attacking team. You've got to be wary of them. Obviously, it was the last minute that they came and scored but yeah do you think that's an ongoing issue to watch just wrapping up this podcast Fabs mm, yes and no I think it's, it's, it's kind of a show where we are you know in, in terms of being a young team not a young team in terms of like literally age but I mean a young team in terms of competing you know and I feel like a, a team like a Liverpool like I, I, don't, I rarely see them concede those like last minute goals but like a team that are, are new to this like a Tottenham we saw it against against Liverpool literally yesterday where last minute a, a header like nobody was everybody thought the game was over but literally like that at the top of the, at the top level you can't let your heads go down because you can get punished and that's exactly what happened they scored in the 96th minute you know and that they was through naivety my question was more about that on that left side I've seen shots mm. come through which yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, I know what you mean because um, it was I know I think you're, you're referring to that the chance where Richardson slipped there was a couple there wasn't even yeah, just there, one. there was a couple yeah there were a couple yeah. and I, I feel like that may also come down to us um, being a bit like heavy on the left side. Mm-hmm. You get what I mean? Because our players tend to like drift to the left. Yeah. I mean, like you, you have early like Reese there really in, in terms of drag, drop, dropping back. I mean, and then they, if, if we're going to be a team in the front foot, it's going to happen. We're going to get caught, but I still mm-hmm. think we, we need to be a bit more wary of like trying to alleviate that and having a bit more yeah. game management. Cool. I have to put my hands up. There was a touchdown for like a tweet about Reese James. That that was me. It was the ops that tweeted it. Um, my <laughs> bad. Um, yeah. So we'll wrap up there. Um, it's been touchdown Fraka. It's been Chessy Yawa. Thanks, um, Palumi. Good to have you back. Nice to be back. Cool, Babs Ben. Good to have you Always on. Fun. Always Anytime fun. Anytime I asked any of those jokers a question, the answer was yes and no. Yes and next time. the vibrations, man. Yeah, whatever, man. Political I, answers only. Cool. Um, hashtag touchdown frack where you um, obviously it's over anyway, but yeah, anytime you tweet about football, especially Chelsea, use ha- um, hashtag touchdown cracker. We will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Peace. Peace. In a bit. Okay. Nice one, guys. I'm um, end that now and wrap this up. All right. Cheers. Wait, wait. Oh, sweet. Do you... Okay. Forget, forget. Nice one. All right. In a bit, boys. Cool. In a bit. Try to
Sports Social Podcast Network.